Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Living Better in San Diego, a public service presentation of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. I'm Gary Lee. The San Diego Seniors Community Foundation is a not-for-profit organization with a focus on ensuring that no local senior is left without access to the resources and knowledge to thrive. They envision a world where seniors are an essential part of our community, where they are active, connected, healthy, and engaged. Joining us this morning is San Diego Seniors Community Foundation President and CEO Bob Kelly and Chief Programs and Community Engagement Officer Joe Gavin. Welcome, Bob. Welcome, Joe. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Great to have the both of you on the show this morning. Let's uh, start, if we could, with some background information about your organization. Now, you're fairly a fairly young organization, aren't you? Yeah, we're about one and a half years old. Okay, and, and what was the motivation behind uh, starting this organization? And, and tell us a little bit more about it. Well, it kind of started when I was at Sharp Healthcare. I worked at Sharp Healthcare, and I got assigned to the uh, senior program. And so they put me through senior sensitivity training. And so I really started, and this, I was in my 50s, early 50s. And so it really uh, opened my eyes up to what seniors go through on a day-to-day basis, including the fact, which I learned, which, you know, I really wasn't aware of, seniors at that time, and still do, they practice their appointments to go see the doctor. So let's just say you had an appointment Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Well, a senior, a lot of seniors will come the previous Tuesday, and they'll actually practice. They'll go into the parking lot. They'll actually go up into the office. They'll just practice going to the doctors because it's so important to them to go to the doctor. They don't want to miss that appointment. Uh And so with senior sensitivity training in the past, some of the nurses and receptionists would say, what are you doing here? Don't you know your appointments Uh next Tuesday? And it it really would embarrass the seniors. So part of the senior sensitivity training was helping the, the staff understand this is what seniors do. So you welcome them and say, isn't this great that you came and checked out the place? Did you find a good parking spot? So that really made me aware of what the plight of seniors were and are. And so I started really doing some more research, becoming much more aware of what the future holds for seniors. And um, so when I went over to the San Diego Foundation, I, I worked with lots of seniors because the seniors were working on their estate plans, you know, because they were coming to their end of their lives, what to do with their money. So I really, uh, really started understanding and really quote, hanging out with seniors and understanding what was going on in their lives there. So when I left the San Diego Foundation, Ah. really understanding the statistics, seeing what the future is going to hold in terms of the numbers of seniors, I said, and looking at the infrastructure, that there's no infrastructure to help seniors here, and not just in San Diego, most communities, I said, then something needs to be done. And so that's when I decided to set up the San Diego Seniors Community Foundation to increase the infrastructure in San Diego utilizing philanthropy and trying to get more people to contribute to helping seniors uh, in their later lives. Now, depending on who you speak to, yep. what does the foundation consider to be a senior? 
What age? <laughs> That's a good question. Because yeah, it doesn't, uh, like I said, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, AARP thinks when you're about 45 years senior. Now, yeah, it's yeah. Gone down quite a bit. <laughs> well, seniors, and, and Joe can really answer this question too, because this is part of his expertise. But the definition of seniors are changing. Um, it used to be 55 and up, mm-hmm. um, but really it's more like 60, 65 and up. But even people at 55, they don't consider themselves seniors. It's really starting. The people don't really consider themselves a senior till 70. Uh-huh. So the whole dynamic of who a senior is and what seniors are all about are really changing. Some of it's arbitrary where you have, um, you know, 60 or 65, like AARP is 50. But for some federal programming, for example, to be eligible for subsidized housing, you have to be age 62. For congregate meal settings, which happen at senior centers, the age is 60. So, again, arbitrary nature, 60, 62, 65. I think now full retirement, at least for my generation, will be 70. So what's the mission then at at, uh, the San Diego Seniors Community Foundation? The overall mission is to ensure that every senior has somebody they can turn to and trust. Because, you know, as seniors become old, they become vulnerable. And they need people to help them navigate their lives at that age. And they need people to help them with mental health physical health, social health, and financial health. And so our mission is to try to build the infrastructure so that every senior has somebody they can turn to and trust. Now, I read that uh, you are the only community foundation and the first of its kind solely dedicated to to seniors in the U.S. Is that correct? Yes. There's a couple that are starting to form. Um, because we're not the only ones that are, are, have an awakening as to what the issues are with the huge increase in seniors. So there's a couple are just beginning, but we are the first ones. And there are only six significant foundations in the United States. And I'm talking about private foundations like, you know, the, the, you've heard of the Carnegies and the Fords. Uh-huh. Uh, there's only six in the United States that are dedicated to seniors, which is really something when you think about the issues of um, seniors, the needs of seniors, when philanthropy hasn't step, stepped up. So less than 2% of charitable dollars right now go to help seniors which is absolutely amazing when you think about the billions of dollars that are being raised for every program you can imagine, and less than 2% are going to seniors. And why do you think that's the case? Well, it's easy to understand because um, seniors used to be, when you hit 60, 65, you go home and die. Families would take care of you. Well, the, the, the changes, seniors are living to 100, and they're living, a lot of them are living very healthy mm-hmm. lives. But at some point in time, all seniors end up needing support. Um, so there's never been the need to help seniors because there weren't any seniors around. Um, and, but now they're all over the place. <laughs> and so the, um, the, we need the infrastructure. We need the – and I'll, I'll compare it to back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. We had this huge influx of kids coming into the cities from the, the farms. We had huge influx of, of kids with their families coming in and immigrating into the United States. Mm-hmm. And so you had thousands and thousands and millions of kids everywhere. And so what did society do? They said, we need to build an infrastructure to support kids. So that's when we invented the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the YMCAs. They invented playgrounds. There was no such thing as a playground until about 1895. Um, Teachers unions um, came into formation to take care of not teachers, but to take care of the conditions and get better conditions for kids. So here we are with the same demographic change where you have thousands and millions of seniors uh, uh, you know, out there, and we don't have the same infrastructure. So society needs to, quote, get our act together right. and start building the infrastructure 
building the support structures that can take care of all those seniors. To put a number on it, I think in 2014 uh, in this country there were 28 million more children under the age of 18 than adults over the age of 65. I think some point in 2032, 2033, that number will flip. There will be actually be more older people in this country, over 65, than people under the age of 18. What that represents, what that what that means is still a, is a projection, but we have to begin to prepare to accommodate just for the sheer numbers and also the, 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 the associated causes and issues with older adults. And right now the infrastructure is just not in place, so the foundation with its you know, genesis in 2017 is coming at the right time to begin to prepare for this future of just a, a large number of older adults. As Bob mentioned, by 2030, almost a million people will be over the age of 60 here in San Diego, and we're not ready yet. And we'll we'll talk about about that in just a minute. Now, you, uh, uh, Bob, you worked as you mentioned with the San Diego Foundation, so you Correct. worked with some with seniors in that role, right? Absolutely. And uh, Joe, you uh, worked with uh, serving seniors, right? I did. I worked there for eight years, and I was privileged to uh, be part of a couple different roles that really gave me a good foundation for this new role that I'm, I'm engaged with. I worked in supportive housing for four years that provided a really intimate glimpse of how older adults were living their lives in their homes. Often many of these people were um, complex medical needs, maybe some complex social needs, and it really gave me a good foundation as to what the need is out there for older adults. My last role with the organization was as director of the uh, West Senior Wellness Center in downtown San mm-hmm. Diego, where I got the community aspect of how we, how to care for older adults. So it's given me a good a good basis and a good foundation to which to engage in the work with the San Diego Seniors Community Foundation. Yeah, I've had uh, serving seniors on the show several times. Great organizations. Yes. yes, absolutely. Now, uh, your foundation is about to release the results of an assessment on local senior centers. Um, what were the reasons for conducting this assessment, and when was it conducted? Um, it was just conducted over the last six to eight months. And the reason we wanted to do it is because we believe that we know from statistics that about 80 to 90 percent of seniors want to stay in their own home. They don't want to move to a facility. They want to stay in their neighborhood, stay in their community. Um, but they're going to need services. Uh, they're going to need, like I mentioned before, mental health services, physical health services. They want to be socially engaged, and they, they care about their finances. So we believe that the core to making a having a vibrant senior community are vibrant senior centers. So we started looking around at different senior centers, and we were um, disappointed. Mm-hmm. with the senior centers that we have here in San Diego in terms of their funding, their sophistication in terms of staffing. And so we decided um, that we need to get a, a comprehensive look all over San Diego of all of the senior centers in San Diego and present that to the community in terms of where we are. And uh, that's what we've just completed. Um, we're going to be releasing uh, the uh, report in the next couple of weeks. And um, some of our theories were proven true. The budgets are really, it's really sad to see the budgets of these senior centers. Um, there's one senior center in the South Bay in San Diego for a fairly large community. Their annual budget's $26,000 a year for the senior center. Most of the senior centers were built in the 40s, I mean the 50s, yeah, in the 50s. About 70% of the local senior centers are, are, were built more than 30 years ago. And need a lot of repairs? Oh, they need to be rebuilt. Rebuilt, uh, and they have to they have to be uh, relevant to the new seniors, the the, the new senior you know uh, population. They're, you know, new senior populations much more vibrant, much more energetic. Uh-huh. They want to do interesting things. They don't want to go just play bingo. And the existing senior centers are the old recreational model. 
the new senior centers have got to be a much more dynamic and having gerontologists and social workers work there that really understand the changing dynamics of seniors and really help manage the, the senior population in that community. And I don't know if you've, you've uh, looked at this with your assessment report that you've done, but how do we compare here in San Diego, say, with, with other uh, senior centers around the country or here in California? There's some commonalities, obviously, because you know, for the most part, senior centers have developed a recreational model where you're taking care of the social needs, maybe providing nutrition, but there's some at the forefront that are working towards developing to be more responsive to, to as Bob mentioned, um, the baby boomer generation, who are a much more educated population than previous older adult populations, more income, more diversity, certainly, uh, and they're living longer. And what we're looking at is trying to come up with an idea of how we can support these people. And it's just not a homogenous group. We can't, you know, there's a tendency sometimes to think of older adults as one homogenous group, but you're talking about people who are 62 and active, and then there's people maybe in, in their 80s or 90s who have a different set of needs. So that's one of the challenges of the senior centers is how do you balance that? How do you accommodate for this kind of a wide-ranging population and service someone who needs uh, a different set, of, you know, different set of you know supports than someone else does? So we're looking at the senior center model of the future, kind of as being much more dynamic and expansive to include things more based on education, maybe phys- physical activity, maybe to be to be uh, equipped with physical fitness uh, elements, swimming pools, things of that nature, to really to account for what this emerging need is for the, for the for the seniors they're, they're serving. And to give them something to do other than oh. just sit on their butt. That's exactly and, right. And and uh, converse with other seniors. Yes, it is. But it, and also we have to be cognizant too of the, of the challenges of the baby boomer po- of the population, and we're looking at people that are going to be needed to be working longer uh, because of financial realities, both short term and going back you know decades. Um, the disappearance of defined uh, benefit pensions, um, wage stagnation. People are coming into retirement years with less money saved to which to maybe to retire. I read an article just recently that they did a poll of in one in four seniors, uh, I think age 60, don't expect to be able to retire. Mm-hmm. That's a quite a, a seismic shift from the previous generation where I think 100% of people expected to retire. But those are the rallies we're facing right now. And a new senior center would have job referral programs, job training programs. I mean, it's really hard for somebody over the age of 55, 60 to find a new job. Right. And there are new ways of finding uh, jobs. It's through the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. The older population are not used to those types of, you know, techniques. You know, you do online interviews. Um, a lot of the seniors don't have computers and they don't have Internet. So uh, the new model senior center would be able to provide those kind of trainings, that kind of equipment, so people can apply for jobs. I mean, it's very, very simple in terms of what could happen at a senior center in terms of the, the services. Think about a YMCA, a brand new YMCA that in San Diego, and you see them all over the place. The YMCA has done a phenomenal job in rebuilding uh, uh, YMCAs. That's what a new senior center should look like. Very similar, very dynamic, very energetic. Lots of programs and services that meet the needs of that senior population in that community. And we only have a couple here in San Diego that really are at that level. Yeah, we we did a survey. We surveyed about 28 of the local senior centers. Now, there's other places where seniors can get access to services. There's community centers that have maybe a program or two dedicated to senior issues, but we focused on standalone senior centers in in the county. Okay. Now, now you mentioned how the senior population here in San Diego is going to skyrocket by 2030. Uh, what uh, 130% increase? I understand from 2000. Correct. Right. And we're not prepared for that. 
how does this demographic shift? How does this affect uh, existing services for seniors? Well, if we're, we're not prepared for it. We're not. We're not dealing with the. Um, for example, the senior centers deal with about around eight percent of the potential population. So that means 92% of the seniors in San Diego are finding other ways of getting services or not finding services. So, um, and you, you look at some of these wonderful agencies here in San Diego, Meals and Wheels, Elder Help, um, they're underfunded compared to what the need is. And one of the reasons they're underfunded is because there hasn't been charitable support. People just don't think about, I want to help a senior. It's just hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And so part of the Senior Community Foundation is to try to inspire um, donors, inspire the community to start, start supporting these agencies that they have really good programs. And if they had more resources, they could take care of more and more of the people here in San Diego. So we've got to change the behaviors here in San Diego, get more people to start contributing to, to senior centers, to senior programs, and, and and feel good about it. And to start thinking about seniors, because apparently that's not uh, not being thought of that much. No. They're the forgotten population. Right. They're the unknown population. The unknown. Right when you talk to somebody and you start talking about seniors, ev- almost everybody you talk to can tell you about their mother-in-law, their father, their uncle, the lady down the street, they can tell you a story about the struggles that they're dealing with or their neighbors are dealing with in terms of dealing with seniors. And they're all looking for places to call and get help. The for-profit industry, they're moving into that whole area of seniors big time. You look on television, you look in the newspapers, you see all of these ads, but they're dealing with people who can pay. That's what they're after. But what about all of the other people there in San Diego that just don't have the money mm-hmm. to pay for all those services? Well, that's where a not-for-profit community comes in and helps support those people. And we as a community need to understand that, and we need to start building that infrastructure. We need to create, you know, there's there's uh, big brothers, big sisters. Do we have big seniors, big, <laughs> you know? What do we have that is like that? And we haven't created some of those yet. And I think that's, you know, that we all have to get smart and creative and start thinking about ways of new ways of helping all the seniors that we have. Because it's in parallel, too, with uh, as far as you look at the macro level issues, obviously news is dominated with Medicare and Medicaid solvency and Social Security solvency. We have to have a companion effort in the communities themselves to really look at how can we support seniors we're looking at the specter of a situation where medical services are at a premium, uh, costing more and more. Our trajectory of health care costs make it less sustainable. So what can we do in the community to provide supports for, the, for this growing body of seniors, again, many of whom who are facing a limited friend and family network of support? And if you have a quality senior center, because you have, what you have is seniors who become isolated in their home, and once you become isolated, you, you mentioned it's like smoking how many packs? Yeah, there's a common uh, research uh, result that's often cited now is that you know social isolation is basically the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Hmm. Wow. And so they become more unhealthy, which mm-hmm. means they become more of a burden. The emergency rooms at the different hospitals here in San Diego see a significant increase of seniors over the age of 65 who come into the emergency rooms who are malnourished. And the reason why is because they're on a limited income. So what do they do? They pay their rent, they pay their medicine, and they have no money for anything else. So now they're dealing with all of these seniors that come in who are food-deprived. And 
if we had a very sophisticated local senior center, they'd be identifying these people, getting them out of their social isolation, and getting them the food, getting them the exercise, getting them engaged in the community. And that's that's one thing that uh, you know I've done this topic before mm-hmm. on the show uh, about seniors, and that is the the biggest thing that I always hear that they have that they have to make that unfortunate choice: Do I pay the rent? It's do I exactly eat? Exactly right. What do I do? Right. And what what's um, that you worked with people? What was their income on Social Security? Well, in some cases, you know, at the center I worked at, you know, the average income is about a thousand dollars a month for a majority of the population walking through the doors. Now. Without supportive housing or affordable housing here, given the fact that a median studio apartment here in San Diego is $1,500 a month now, I mean, do the math. Mm-hmm. Um, and often cases, we would find people coming to the center, you know, especially the last part of the month when the disposable income is gone, where those meals were their, their sole source of nutrition. And that's what we see for senior centers, again, is to be that element in the community that, that really is addressing the community-based needs. And I think it's encouraging. And some, I, I speak of some bad news with Social Security and Medicare, but I think there's some positive news in the sense that the Center for Medicaid Services are looking at social determinants of health and their impact upon health. And I can see in the future a real uh, synergy between senior centers as, as being the source of the, the, the community anchor where these additional services can be provided, the emotional, the educational, the intellectual, the spiritual, and the physical can all be better tailored within the senior center in, in each region here in San Diego. Now, the uh, the most vulnerable subset of the aging population, from what I understand, is is uh, senior orphans. orphans. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, senior orphans. These are people who have never been married, people who have been married and got divorced, people who married, never had kids, one of the spouses has passed away. The estimates, again, you know, by the year 2030, there are probably about a million people over the age of 60 here in San Diego, about a quarter quarter of a million will be senior orphans. So who do they turn to? Who do they look for for help? Um, and again, they become isolated in their, their places, and they become a huge burden on our society. And so it's a big issue that society needs to start dealing with. When you think about a quarter of 250,000 orphans in San mm-hmm. Diego, that's crazy. Yeah, and they have, you know, a lot of them build networks. A lot of them, maybe the neighbor takes care of them. Um, but as the older they get, the tougher it is. When they're in their 80s and their 90s, who's looking out for them? And, again, that's why we think the core is really having sophisticated senior centers that would start working with those. Now, we have just a, a couple of minutes left, and, and you did mention earlier that uh, only, what, 2% of institutional philanthropy is provided to the aging Let's let's put it out there. How are we going to change that here in San Diego? What do you propose? I have a firm, deep belief that philanthropists who have gone through their lives, who have given money to all sorts of children's programs and arts programs and environmental programs, now they're they're getting into their 70s and the 80s. They're starting to see just on their own their own self the impacts of aging. No one or very few people have ever presented to them the opportunities to help seniors. I think they're going to be very empathetic and sympathetic to the message. So shows like this hopefully will get the message out. It will resonate with some of these people who are you know, who have the resources to help. And I believe they'll start contributing significantly. We just haven't gotten the message out that this tidal wave of seniors is coming on and that philanthropic support is one of the key ways of helping seniors, of helping these people. So if somebody wants to help you with your mission, help seniors in the community, can they make a donation at your website? Oh, yeah. 
San Diego Seniors Community Foundation.org. How else can they help? They can make contributions to their local senior center. They can make contributions to other organizations that serve seniors, that the Meals and Wheels, Elder Help, um, Serving Seniors. There's a lot of organizations that deserve support. So they can put money with us, and we're going to grant that money out to those types of organizations. Or if they have a local organization that they're familiar with, please make a grant, write a check, support them. What, what about volunteer opportunities? You, you certainly can do that. I think volunteering is important. Um, I think a long-range vision of ours is not only do you enhance the physical structure and the implements of a senior center, you make it more about community. Um, the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child, I think that will be more than apropos as we approach this um, aging demographic shift here in this country. So I think it's really going to be imperative for individuals in the community. And as Bob said, aging touches all of us. This is not an older adult issue. This changing demographic is going to impact every aspect of society. So I think a long-term solution, and it exists now in these senior centers. We have a great body of volunteers who participate, who lead classes, who do other things for the center. I think that can really be the epicenter for people to become really involved um, in older adult issues in their regional community. The idea of you think globally, you act locally. I think that's really uh, relevant to people's role and how they can contribute to um, you know taking care of your, your of your neighbors, you know, family members, and friends. And and another way people can help is give a hug to a senior or a senior yes. orphan. It'll go a long way, right? That's right. Pay attention to your community, your neighbors. Um, really understand who your neighbors are. And and I always believe seniors should vote for school bonds, and the kids in the neighborhoods should help take the trash out for the seniors. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the kind of a community we need to have. What's your website again? San Diego Seniors Community Foundation dot org. Are you on social media? Yes. Okay. Facebook. Facebook. Okay. All the good stuff these days. All right. Bob and Joe, thank you for being on the show today and for all you do at the San Diego Seniors Community Foundation. It's a much-needed service, and we're really glad you're there to help. Thanks, Gary. My pleasure. Thank you. That concludes another edition of Living Better in San Diego. The opinions expressed on Living Better in San Diego do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the staff and management of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. Episodes of Living Better in San Diego are available on this station's website. Join me next week when my guest will be from Reigns, a therapeutic horsemanship program. Until then, I'm Gary Lee. Have a great week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.